Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Scouting God podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all the merit badge books that Scouting has to offer. In this episode, we are going to be reading Citizenship in the World. And if you're following along, we're on page 68. If you have any questions or suggestions about the podcast, please email me at thescoutinggodpodcast at gmail.com. Now, let's begin. International Human Rights and Humanitarian Organizations Non-governmental organizations, or NGOs, act as the global conscience, constantly reminding the world's nations of their human and moral responsibilities. These private groups, officially or unofficially, link to the United Nations, prod the United Nations to action, as well as extend its influence. NGOs use the Internet to share information with people all over the world naming and shaming corrupt individuals, governments, and groups that commit human rights abuses. One of the best-known international NGOs is Amnesty International. Amnesty International. Amnesty International is a worldwide movement dedicated to producing human rights as set out in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. This organization works to gain the release of people who have been imprisoned for their political or religious beliefs, racial or ethnic origin, or sex, provided that they have not used or encouraged violence. Its members and campaign to abolish the death penalty, torture, and degrading punishment. They advocate prompt and fair trials for all political prisoners and try to ensure that abusers are brought to justice in accordance with international law. Amnesty International cooperates with other international agencies and organizations, such as the United Nations, to further share its goals. Each year, it publishes global reports on the state of human rights in most nations of the world, including the United States. Despite winning the Nobel Peace Prize in 1977, Amnesty International is considered by many to be a controversial organization. Cooperative for American Relief Everywhere Care Founded in 1945 to help World War II survivors, Care has evolved into an international relief agency dedicated to ending poverty in more than 60 countries around the world. Care provides food, disaster, aid, health care training, self-help development programs, and economic opportunities as an independent organization. Care partners with other humanitarian groups and builds relationships with governments to influence policy decisions about overcoming poverty. International Red Cross The International Red Cross and Red Crescent Movement is the umbrella organization for the individual National Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. The International Federation of those Societies and the International Committee of the Red Cross, established in 1863, the International Committee of the Red Cross is a natural and independent organization whose mission is to provide protection and assistance to victims of armed conflict. The ICRC directs and coordinates international relief advocates in accordance with the Geneva Conventions. Its efforts include visiting prisoners of war, tracking missing persons, and re-establishing contacts between family members separated by war or disaster. World Health Organization The World Health Organization is a specialized agency of the United Nations. 
Its main purpose is to collaborate with the governments, health professionals, and international organizations to increase the level of health of all people who has a global strategy to improve primary health care, who also works with and international agencies such as the World Trade Organization and the World Bank to ensure that international trade agreements and foreign investment maximize health benefits and minimize health risks to poor and vulnerable populations. International Law The world is made up of approximately 200 nations with strong ideas about sovereignty and national interests. As those countries grow increasingly independent, their relationships are challenged by serious issues, including the threat of nuclear war, terrorism, destruction of the environment, trade imbalances, famine, and disease control. Often, because of their political, economic, religious, and cultural views, nations do not agree about how to address these issues. By applying international law to specify situations, countries may avoid conflict that leads to aggression or outright war. Public international law considers states, nations, to be legal entities. The law consists of all the rules, principles, customs, and agreements that these nations accept as having the force of law in their relations with each other. International law is applied as follows. International Conventions and Treaties These are formal pledges between or among nations. Conventions are general agreements among nations regarding matters of common concern, such as the Geneva Conservations. Treaties are written contacts with which are considered legally binding on those nations that are signed in agreements. The United Nations character is a multi-layer treaty that addresses the agreements, rights, and duties of the UN members. Executive agreements are pacts made between heads of states. International Customs These are international rules that have been practiced so long that courts regard to them as unwritten laws. Most common stereo laws are based on Western cultural and ideas. These laws are difficult to enforce, however, because many non-Western nations are not likely to agree to the terms of laws that differ from their own customs. General Principles of Law These are general principles found in the various legal systems of many nations. One example is a nation's right to defend itself. The International Court of Justice may base its ruling on general principles of law, but it is reluctant to do so because many member nations think the court is creating new laws instead of applying established laws. Commentary of Nations This is the courageous and friendly practice between nations of malignantly recognizing executive, legislative, and judicial acts. Committee allows one nation to recognize another's laws while still uploading its own laws. This form of international law is used to diplomatic situations. International Courts of Justice The International Court of Justice is the judicial organ of the United Nations. All United Nations members are automatically members of the ICJ. As a civil court, it applies the rules of laws to international disputes between nations. Its jurisdiction is twofold, settling international disputes and giving advisory opinions on legal questions. 
Only nations may be party to cease before the court, but international organizations can obtain advisory opin- opinions. In fact, the ICJ will try only the three those cases in which both nations agree to accept the ju- judgment of the court. Unlike natural law, which is supported by systems of courts and prisons, international law is difficult to enforce. The lack of power to enforce the law handicaps the court. However, nations can enforce international law through economic sanctions like embargoes and the following conserve actions. Restoration A lawful retaliatory act but used by a nation to preserve another nation into reversing an unfriendly act. The action is identical or similar to the offense, such as imposing high tariffs or dissemitary duties. Reprisal, an act of force in response to an illegal action against a nation. In most circumstances, the military act itself would be illegal. However, as a reprisal, it is lawful. For example, if a country refuses to repay a loan, the lending nation could legally seize its property. War, the last resort. Because the consequences of war are so serious, the threat of war often is sufficient enough to force a country into changing its, its ways. The Security Council has the authority to back the court's judgments, but it has never used it. Many developing countries are critical of the International Court of Justice because they believe that the ICJ is an instrument to further the entrance of the First World Nations. The International Court of Justice has been seriously in defending the principles by which disputes are judged. Some of the these principles involving drawing lines to establish territorial sovereignty. These principles are applied in disputes about territorial war, waters and fishing rights. The court's actions include judgments on hostage taking, the rights of asylum, rights of passage, economic rights, and nationality. Certain advisory opinions deal with the status of human rights informers and the threat or use of nuclear weapons. International Crime Court This permit International Crime Court of Justice will try individuals accused of genocide, war crimes, and crimes against humanity. Its goals are to promote the rule of law and ensure that those people responsible for the most serious crimes do not go unpunished. The ICC's jurisdiction is complementary to national jurisdictions. Like the International Court of Justice, the ICC is located in the Hayug, but the two courts are different. The ICJ is part of the United Nations systems, and its purpose is to try civil disputes between countries. The ICC is an independent criminal court established to produce individuals. The International Criminal Court does not have the support of the whole international community. In fact, the United Nations dedicates its not to join because the ICC general rules of action conflict with fundamental American beliefs about sovereignty, checks and balances, and natural independence. International Criminal Police Organization International Police Criminal Organization is the world's largest police organization and maintains databases of forensic information, such as DNA and fingerprints, to share with natural law enforcement agencies, and supports them in cooperative efforts to combat international crime. 
These crimes between two or more countries include terrorism, financial crimes, money laundering, counterfeiting, trafficking in human beings, smuggling people across borders for prosecution, forced labor, removal of organs, drug trafficking, high-tech crimes, computer viruses, identity theft, theft of artwork, looting of museums, forgeries, intertextual property crimes, software privacy, counterfeiting of clothing, medicines, and CDs. International law had a positive impact on agreements and treaties concerning telecommunications, mall health, weather forecasting, and air and sea transport. It has not had as much success with controversial issues that infringe on national sovereignty, such as human rights, legislation, and laws of peace. Most nations obey international law most of the time. One of the main reasons the application of international law works is because the countries recognize its need for order. Sustainably and predictably in their international relations, they know that it is in the mutual interest of all nations to follow the rules. Representation Abroad A nation's advantage its foreign policy objectives through foreign assistance, official representation, and diplomacy. Maintaining a presence of foreign countries' communications, a nation's values and goals to the inhabitants of those countries. Participation in international government organizations, such as the United Nations and the International Atomic Energy Agency, ensures that a nation's voice is heard on the international stage. Representatives are not limited to people acting in official capacity. Citizens traveling aboard as terrorists, students, business people, artists, activists, athletes, and humanitarians are, in the eyes of foreign peoples, representatives of their countries. How these citizens conduct themselves reflect on their nations. The U.S. Department of State The State Department is led U.S. Foreign Affairs Agency, providing direct advice to the President through the Secretary of State and supporting foreign policy programs in other U.S. government organizations. It develops, conducts, and communicates foreign policy and coordinates U.S. representation abroad through foreign service employees at our embassies and consulates in foreign countries. The Bureau of Consular Affairs protects and assists U.S. citizens overseas. U.S. Agency for International Diplomat. The United States Agency for International Development is an independent agency that receives general direction and foreign policy guidance from the Secretary of State. The USAID manages U.S. economic and humanitarian assistance programs to promote sustainable development in more than 100 countries. The program, administered through overseas mission in conjunct with U.S. embassies, concentrate on the following international related areas, improving health and living conditions, developing human abilities through education and training, promotion, economic growth, and educational development, protecting the environment. These programs advance democratic values, encourage international cooperation, and help to establish economic conditions that create markets for U.S. goods and services in developing countries. Public Diplomacy and Public Affairs 
The public diplomacy functions of the former United States Information Agency, also known as the USIA, has been interrogated into the Department of State, the Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, promotes mutual understanding between the United States and other countries through exchange activities. Cultural exchanges increase people's awareness of tradition and accomplishments in art, music, literature, and science. Educational exchange allows students to visit and study in foreign countries. Academic and professional exchanges include the Fulbright Exchange Program and the International Visitors Program. The Bureau of International Information Programs develops strategies, communications for the U.S. foreign affairs community. It produces electronic and print publications, speaker programs, and resources services that explain the U.S. policies, society, and values for the media. Government officials, open leaders, and the general public is more than 140 countries. Although the Voice of America is now part of an independent agency, it broadcasts television programs through WorldNet televisions and film services, which is part of IIP. The programs, produced in English and 13 foreign languages, include international and regional news, public affairs reports that affect American life, and discussions on the United States' foreign and domestic policies. Diplomatic Relations Under international law, every nation has a right of legislation, the right to send and receive diplomatic responsitives. The head of state, also the nation's chief diplomat, appoints people to serve as his or her representatives in foreign countries at international negotiations. In order to be recognized as a legal representative, the diplomat must be accredited to the foreign country or organization by presenting credentials, formal letters stating that the individual is the official designated of the head of state, to the foreign government or government body. International law states that all persons within the boundaries of a Soviet nation are subject to the nation's jurisdiction. One exception is the diplomatic inhumanity, which says that the diplomats are not subject to the laws of the nation to which they are accredited. Diplomats cannot be arrested or taxed with their residence. Embassies cannot be searched without their permission, and their official papers and belongings cannot be seized. Diplomatic immunity is necessary for nations to conduct international relations, but it assumes that diplomats will not abuse their privileges. Occasionally, a diplomat does violate the local law or offends the government. If the host government considers a diplomat's behavior to be unacceptable or unwelcome, it may declare that the diplomat, person non great uh, country, to recall or summon back home, the diplomat then withdraws or recognitions of the diplomat status as a nation's legal representative is the sharpest diplomatic rebuke one. Nations can make to another, and it can sometimes lead to war. Relations communicate foreign policy objectives and values and resolve disputes peacefully. It is often called an invitation to a dialogue between two nations. Embassies, consultants, and missions. The United States have diplomatic relationships with more than 180 nations. It maintains approximately 260 diplomatic and consular posts worldwide, including embassies, consultants, and missions to international organizations. 
An embassy is the headquarters for a nation's diplomatic relations in a host country. Generally, it is located in the capital city and is headed by the top-ranking diplomat, or an ambassador, minister, or change d'affaires. In a U.S. embassy, the chief of missions, usually the ambassador, directs all programs and personnel except those non-diplomatic military staff under a U.S. military commander. As the personal representative of the president, a U.S. ambassador is responsible for ensuring that all communications from the embassy about U.S. foreign policy accurately reflect the nation's position, providing expert and honest feedback about U.S. interests to the presidential and secretary of state, cooperating with U.S. legislative and judicial branches to advocate U.S. foreign and policy goals, taking direct responsibility for the secretary of the embassy and the precaution of all U.S. diplomatic personnel and their families. A consulate serves as a branch of embassy and usually is located in a large commercial city outside of the capital or in a dependency of the host country. In the United States, foreign countries have consultants in major cities such as New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami, and Hudson. The head consular officer is the consul general. Diplomatic personnel in a consul office are called consuls. They are prone to encourage trade with the host nation and to take care of their overseas citizens. Counselors officers at the U.S. diplomat posts protect millions of Americans who traveled and live abroad. In order to further U.S. representation abroad, the president appoints special diplomats, also known as ambassadors, to top diplomatic posts such as the United Nations or to international conferences such as the Conference of, on Disembarkment. Those official representatives are organized into delegations. The larger, more permanent delegations are also called missions. The U.S. mission in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization is an example of a primitive mission. Passports and Visas A passport is an official document issued to a citizen by a government affirming the individual's nationality. The passport permits the citizen to travel or live abroad and entitles the citizen to privileges guaranteed by international custom and treaties, safe passages, lawful aid, and protection while under the foreign government jurisdiction. A visa is a permit to enter another country and must be issued by the country one wishes to enter. It is a special seal stamp on a validated piece of paper passport that indicates an official of that country has approved the visit. Prior to leaving, the traveler who applied for the visa, if required by the particular country, at the appropriate foreign ambassador or nearest consul, an alien foreign national willing to enter the United States, must apply for a visa outside the United States at embassies and consulate worksite. An immediate grants visa permits a person to stay in the United States permanently. A nominal grant visa allows an alien to enter country for a temporary stay. Tourists, temporary workers, missionaries, business professionals, artists, athletes on travel on temporary visas. U.S. Passports the U.S. Department of State issues more than 7 million passports a year. Applications are available at the post offices and other municipal buildings, and at 
13 offices of the U.S. Passport Agency. You can also download an application from the State Department website. More than 500 public places accept commentated passport applications. U.S. citizens traveling abroad can obtain information about health, security, and general travel tips from council information sheets, which the State Department publishes for every country in the world. The Bureau of Counselor Affairs posts an online version of the counselor information sheets with additional information, including voting assistance abroad, visas for foreigners wishing to come to the United States, individual adoptions, and tips for American students abroad. Expand your own borders. Your thoughts about the world are limited to your own experiences and knowledge. Yet, as you earn the citizenship in the World Merit Badge, you no doubt realize that learning to appreciate others' cultures and traditions is increasingly important in our independent world. You can stretch your understanding by working for local organizations that support international causes, attending events that celebrate other cultures or feature foreign artists or performers traveling abroad, or participating in a World Scout Jamboree. World Scouting. The World's Organization of the Scout Movement is an international scout association for more than 28 million scouts from 216 countries and territories. Its main goal is to promote the integrity and development of the scout movement worldwide. The Boy Scouts of America is proud to be the one national scout organization from the United States recognized as a member of the WOSM. The, w, the World Organization of the Scout Movement conducts its advocates based on constitution and has three principal parts. The World Scout Conference, similar to the General Assembly and the United Nations, serves as the general body of the WOSM. It is composed of all member scout organizations. The World Scout Conference meets every three years. Each nation member is represented at the conference by a maximum of six delegates. Observers, like non-governmental groups at each of the United Nations, may attend conferences if approved by scout organizations. The World Scout Committee, a 14-member committee, serves as the executive branch of the WOSM. This committee consists of 12 volunteers from different countries, each elected to a six-year term, plus the Secretary General, who is appointed by the World Scout Committee, and Treasurer of the WOSM. The committee, which meets every two years, implements its behalf between conference meetings. The World Scout Committee members represents the interests of scouting as a whole, not the interests of their own countries. The World Scout Bureau directed by the Secretary General, carries out the instructions of the World Scout Conference and the World Scout Camp Committee. Headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland, the World Scout Bureau also has regional offices, Africa region, Arab region, Asia Pacific region, Eurasia region, European region, and Inter-American inter region. The Wor World Organization of the Scout Movement reaches out to other intentional organizations to improve the lives of young people in developing nations in cooperation with the World Bank. The WOSM helps to create a children's and youth policy, which will affect mi millions of children, including scouts in those countries. Reaching out. You do not have to go far to 
have an international experience. Walk through the produce section of your local grocery store. You might be surprised that you cannot identify most of the fruits and vegetables from other countries. Perhaps you and your family could buy some international foods and make a special meal. You could learn how to cook the style of another culture or visit an ethnic restaurant. Most communities hold special festivals throughout the year to celebrate a cultural holiday, such as Cinco de Mayo or Chinese New Year. You can also attend museum exhibits, storytelling conversations, and concerts and plays. Hobbies like coin or stamp collecting can teach you about the history, heroes, agriculture, environments, and culture of their different countries. Find out more about a popular sport played in other countries, such as cricket or rugby. Learn a foreign language at home or abroad. You will enjoy talking to people from another culture and their own language. In this era of global economy compensation, your future employment may depend on your eligibility to speak a foreign language. With your parents' permission, explore the website listed in the resource section at the back of this pamphlet. You will learn about the current events and international issues that concern policymakers, entrepreneurs, humanitarian groups, environmentalists, and diplomats everywhere. Pick a topic that interests you and find out what the organization that deal with it. Perhaps your research will inspire you to consider a career that involves solving an international problem or improving the lives of people around the world. Conclusion Our world is changing at an astonishing pace. On the internet, ideas flow constantly across the national borders. Governments and diplomats can no longer control all the information. Today, Power belongs to people who can process the information quickly and accurately and ask the right questions. Now, individuals can organize themselves to take action and quickly address the problems in the world. Rapid globalization affects the world's economic, social, and political systems. As more countries participate in the free market system, competition increases. If Americans want to remain competitive in the global economy, they must develop their understanding of mathematics and science, as well as specialize in communications and technology skills. As the world becomes more independent, people will find themselves working on teams with people from other countries. Perhaps the greatest skill you can learn is how to listen and how to cooperate with other people from different cultures. Citizens in democratic societies have the responsibility not only to obey the law, but also to be informed. Working on this merit badge is one of the best ways to be prepared for the challenges and opportunities you will face as a scout and as a world citizen. Thank you for listening to part four of Citizenship in the World Merit Badge Book Reading.